Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Well, hello, beloveds. Welcome back to Really Riley. I am so excited about today's podcast because I am bringing back one of my OG favorite. We got this army, we got this fam, and my not first but second ever show me the ring bride. Now, show me the ring was something that I did a long time ago on the air that every time somebody would call in and say that they got engaged, I would be like, oh my God, show me the ring. And then I would get all of these DMs with these beautiful baubles. I, long story short, in another life, wanted to be a gemologist. So I love just looking at people's jewelry and the story behind it. And I thought, wow, what a cool thing this would be to gush over newly engaged folk and the jewelry that came with all of that happiness and you know just chat about it all and also the love stories that come behind it are just really flipping cool now this guest I have on with me tonight I kind of think that I've like found my spirit animal in another person just because (laughs) if I was born in a different lifetime I feel like she would have been me or I would have been her any who's will be without further ado hi Rachel Hi, that was so sweet. Thank you. I'm very honored for the compliments. <laughs> yes, girl. Well, I think that I further bonded with you because I always did from jump because I always loved your energy and how like happy you were. But I think as over the year and a half now it's been or almost two anyway, but I have just yeah. really found such a connection with you, like obviously with your adorable style. I don't even call it adorable. That's that's disrespectful. Your chic style, let's say that. And just oh. how much of a like similar road we've gone down in terms of wedding planning and how we felt leading up and special engagements. I just I'm really, really happy to have you back on the podcast because you always bring such a really cool energy. No, well thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so a little nervous too I have to admit but you're you're always just so great so I'm very happy and honored (laughs) it's just me I don't bite I know (laughs) (laughs) okay so Rachel got engaged in one of the most spectacular ways with one of the most spectacular rings now I didn't tell my husband this, but your ring would have been like my second girly choice because I always wanted a round. But she got engaged oh, with the most beautiful vintage marquee stone. But why don't you do us a fave and tell us the origin of the ring, where you got it, and a little bit about the proposal for those of the people that didn't hear the first podcast with Rachel, Show Me the Ring. And if you guys want to see it, it's a little ways down, but it's just Show Me the Ring with Rachel. So tell me. How did we get proposed to? Sure. So um, the ring is the uh, the main diamond is a marquee, and it was my mother's ring. And it uh, it really kind of goes back because I actually remember um, my mother. Unfortunately, her marriage didn't go well, and she got divorced. But I um, I remember as a little girl, she had pulled me aside at one point, and she asked me if I wanted the, the stone. And I thought, gosh, I think I was about maybe 10 or 11 years old. And I was like, yes, of course. I, you know, I just always loved, loved jewelry, loved sparkly things, but really always loved the vintage look. Uh Um, So I had her hold on to it. And I guess she met with my now husband, which is such a strange thing to say. (laughs) Um, But I know she met with him at some point over the course that we were dating and gave him the ring. Um, which was just, uh, just such a sweet, sentimental moment. And um, so 
kind of fast forwarding a little bit, I actually did um, my master's degree over in England. So England is a really, especially Oxford and London, a really special place for me. Oh, so, I uh, did I know that before? I don't think I knew that before. I, I don't think you did. I actually don't think I um, I shared that with you before. But yeah, wow, um, a really just special, special place. And um, we decided to go for our anniversary last year. And um, it was his first time to England. And I was so excited to show him everything and just take him around all the places, my old stomping grounds, if you will. Right. Um, and about a weekend, a girl, I don't know how this man, I don't know how he held on to that ring for that long. Right. I would have been sweating. <laughs> uh-huh. But he held on to it for over a week in another country. And he um, proposed on top of Tower Bridge. He he booked, um, he booked the bridge. And it was just the two of us up there on top of the world in London. And uh, he had a had a sign that said "Marry Me" with candles, and they had pictures of us through over the years and rose petals. It was just, it was complete. I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. He played it off that um, we were just going on a tour. He had printed out fake tickets and Stop. this whole thing, and I had no idea. The people that were there were great. I they they played right along with it and. Um, they actually, so I, for people that might not know uh, Tower Bridge, there's two towers and the bridge connects them, but you can, there's uh, like two pathways going across the bridge. So you can go down the one side and be circled down so that you're facing the other side when you come through the doors on the tower. Mm-hmm. So they had separated us when we got up there and they just played it off that they were taking him to the bathroom and, you know, did I need to go? And I was like, no, I'll wait for him. That was the only part that was a little weird, but I I still didn't think anything of it. Um, And then they just said, well, you can go through those doors. He'll meet you on the other side. And that was when I I walked through the doors and he was standing there at the other side of the bridge with the marry me sign in front of I just. Oh, jaw oh dropping. Girl, can I just tell you how much nicer of a person you are than I am in a foreign country, or at least for me, I would have been like, uh, no, I'm going to stand right here yeah. and wait for my man. Yeah. You try to kidnap him. I know, no. yeah. <laughs> I would have ruined the whole thing. Maybe a little too trusting. <laughs> no, you're just a nicer person than I am. <laughs> well, the ring is absolutely stunning. Now, you had some sparkle added to it after the initial proposal, right? Yes. Yeah, so um, we actually, he had given me a promise ring um, that had diamonds. So we, we added those to it. And then my grandmother also actually gifted us her, um, her stones too from her ring. So we were able to melt the golds of three generations together oh. and the diamonds from all three. And it's just, it's, it's just so beautiful having like a little legacy on my hand every day that you can just kind of look at and, you know, just think of the love that comes down and through such a matriarchy too, because I, those two women are just their, their powerhouses yes. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, so it's just, I'm getting like a little choked up. I can't think it. of a better um, word than that. I mean, legacy on my hand, girl, I'm stealing that. That is like exactly mm-hmm. the perfect way to put it. And that's honestly why I really love doing this part of the podcast was show me the ring. And especially now, like it's so cool because a year later I'm getting more pockets of this story that like we kind of really couldn't get to in radio because it's like, oh, you got your three minutes and then you're out. But this is mine <laughs> and we could talk about it all we want. Damn it. <laughs> I'll Aww. ring if I want to. <laughs> but I just really love how you two things that you melded three generations into your new legacy now which is so cool um but also that you 
added to what he gave you? Because there's such a controversial topic about, you know, women helping pick their engagement ring and should you just leave it all up to him? I mean, it's no secret I am a a diva when it came to my engagement ring. But that's like one of the only things that I was like, okay, I want a baby. I want a wedding and a nice house. You know, like give me those three and we're good (laughs) for the rest of your life. So, but I think it's neat that you had like input in it, whether it was like a family stone or not. I always just think the taboo should be a little bit lifted of, you know, women not being able to have an opinion on what they're actually going to wear in their finger for the rest of their life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I have to admit it was kind of hard early on because, you know, you you don't want to like give him too much pressure, but also Uh at the same time use this because we have it. And not only do we have it, but it's this beautiful, beautiful, sentimental value along with it. <laughs> um, and my, if my mom had even asked me, so that was the only thing I knew she was going to give it to him at some point. I right. didn't know exactly when, but she had asked me, she said, should I wait for him to ask me for it or should I give it to him? Um, so okay, I had just kind of said, I said, if you get the opportunity and you can, you know, don't make him feel like, well, he's got to do this in the next six months. <laughs> but kind of. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but if you can do it in like a, a no pressure kind of way, it would be better for him just to have it as opposed to, at least that's kind of how I felt. I'm sure, yeah. you know, everyone's different and you have to know your person. Um, but for him, I just, I, I couldn't see him going and asking. I thought it kind of would be nicer and more, more meaningful for her to kind of have that moment to give those totally. to him. So, Well, I think it's like when you find your person, the ring conversation is kind of natural if you have one, because a lot of people don't. Of course, me being yeah. me, we had it. But it was funny because we were talking about this on the podcast the other day that it was Marshall I was doing one of those little, you take your two fingers and you zoom in on somebody's ring on Instagram. And he was like, what are you looking at? And I was like, oh my God, this ring is perfect. And he's like, well, what kind of ring would you want? And it's like, that's how the conversation evolved. I mean, that's a whole other podcast I could get into, but I think it's really cool that you got to personalize it. It's special all around. Now, tell me about the wedding band, because I'm so in love. You have like a, they call it like a Chevron band, but for people that don't know what that is, it's like just basically a point that goes into a V, but yours almost has like a little more of a curve to it. Yes, it does. So um, we actually, so it was just the, the solitaire marquee in the beginning. And we found a local jeweler. They are, they're absolutely fantastic. If you're up in Bel Air, Maryland, I highly recommend them. If I can give them a little shout, oh, yes. shout out, it's shout F&L out. Jewelers. <laughs> they are local. It's F&L. Cool. F&L Jewelers. And uh, they're right off of Churchville Road in Bel Air, Maryland. And it's um, I family owned business. They were just fantastic from the beginning and they, they designed it. We went in and designed it with them. It's all custom done. Nice. I mean, you know, I'm a, you know, little custom kind of girly with certain things. And I just love that. I really do. <laughs> I think that that is going to be a vintage piece for very, very many years. And there's such good energy in all of that. Like even, you know, I know you said, unfortunately your mom got a divorce or whatever, but you know, it doesn't matter. I think that it's, a situation yeah. where all the love went into giving you that from your family to your feet Absolutely. Your finger. And now you have this other piece that you're adding to that heirloom. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, and it's so funny because, um, you know, my mom was worried about any bad juju and she was trying to get it blessed by a priest, but right. she went to the church and couldn't find a priest. So she just dunked it in some holy water. So, <laughs> hey, if there's any bad juju, it's already gone. <laughs> oh 
So okay, mom, you did a good job. Oh my god, I love that. So flipping much. I mean, quick little ring baptism. There we go. Right? Oh my god, that's so funny. Wow, I love you, mother. And she is that kind of lady. Script. She'll figure yes. it out. Right? You know how I love that kind of thinking. Oh my god, that's so cool. Like I just, yeah, like I had once a psychic tell me that like I had some sort of attachment on me, like a negative attachment, and she's like, "Well, do you have something old or vintage?" I was like, "No." I'll go home and stage it. No, it's not that. There you go. Leave That's me right. alone. <laughs> well, okay. So we've talked in the last year or so throughout your wedding process. And I know like I did, there was a few snafus that um, led up to the wedding. I don't know if you want to share them or not, but if you don't want to, then just share with me like the stress level leading up towards the day. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and I think also um, compounded by the fact that we un- unexpectedly had to sell our first house and buy a new one. So that just I, I'm here to tell all the pr- brides to be unless you absolutely have to don't buy a house don't. and get married in the same don't. year. Don't. My God, Mm-mm. just such. I mean, we were forced into it, but. Please don't actively make that choice. No, it's horrible. I mean, I didn't buy the same exact year, but we had like the money, like the money pot for allotting things was all in that same year and a half. And it's like, holy crap. Like they say when you go to therapy, they ask you when they're trying to figure out what's wrong with you, (laughs) that they ask what the stresses were in your life. And some of the biggest ones are having a baby, getting married and moving. I'm like, well, shit, Uh I did all three of those in a span of two years. You just did all of it. Ripped the Band-Aid off. Right? Just get it over with. But so... Uh, Aside from some of the stresses of that, like you had a few things not definitely work out in the planning of vendors and stuff like that. And I think that like I have to drive this point in even further that like there's going to be I said this to every bride and I wish somebody would have said it to me. There's going to be something. Don't know what it is in your wedding that is going Mm -hmm. to have the potential to catastrophically ruin it. Everybody, I think. And there's always something. Always. And when you get to that moment, I always say, and I think you laughed at this the first time I told you this, like for me, my philosophy was come the day of after all that stress was over. If my dress is on fire, fucking put it out. And (laughs) you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I am not even kidding. I told my bridesmaids that the morning of the wedding. (laughs) I really did because I was like, that is, that is the policy. I mean, luckily the biggest catastrophe, if you will, was before the big day. Thank goodness. Um, still a total curveball. Uh, I think you were probably referring to our photographer. Yes. That we had that she um, just totally just kind of ghosted us. And, you know, for, for all the brides to be and people getting married, you know, do your research. That yeah, was the, the biggest, my contract. biggest, biggest suggestion. Yeah. I, you know, I, I thought I had, I thought I, we had looked and we were looking at her portfolio, but, you know, make sure you have those in-person meetings or mm-hmm. a Zoom meeting, get references. Make sure they're reputable because looking back, those are things that I wish I had done. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe she really is great. I mean, she kind of came back and said uh, she only had messaged us one other time that she had had some kind of uh, medical emergency, which if that is really the situation, I, I, I hope she's back. doing better. <laughs> right. There could have been that. Or if you're really in that kind of a medical emergency, surely there is someone yeah. that can reach out to your client yeah. to let them know. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that was a real curveball that we were just kind of out of a few thousand dollars that we like just kind of had to eat. When you told me about this, I was like, who do I got to go bite? 
because yeah. remember that yeah. happened to mm-hmm. me with my whole wedding venue and the switching of all this stuff. So it could happen to anyone at any time ever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I mean by the whole, like, if my dress is on fire, put it out and don't tell me because once you get to the day, I don't want any minutia to bother me. But you are so right. Like a lot of times I would want to use like local no, not local, because there's locals that are like way more professional than any of like national people I've met in my life. But, you know, people that are just starting out because sometimes they're hungrier. Sometimes they have more passion mm-hmm. to have everything perfect because I have a lot of people that have given me like, you know, I've with photography, especially that they're amazing out the gate and they just don't have any experience. So I'm with you that I like to give that person a chance or like whatever. But sometimes with weddings sometimes yeah. not every time what you you get what you pay for and i was just gonna agree with you and, and recommend too i think the big thing which you don't know going in you know i've never done a wedding before right. <laughs> don't plan on doing it again me either um but i think the the thing too is to look at your contracts yes and that was one thing that i you know you look at these contracts and most of them are about protecting the artist mm-hmm. in this case for the photographer or whoever is providing the service make sure there is a section that protects you, the client too, because that was kind of where we got screwed with that contract. Yeah. And I, I didn't know. Um, so having a wedding planner really, and we got our wedding planner a little bit later on. So yeah. she, she was really great then and was able to kind of help us navigate that situation and find a new person. And mm-hmm. she, our wedding planner was a godsend once we had her and she was a hundred percent fantastic. Girl, so same. I would really, that is such a, that is such a help, a huge, they huge help and peace of mind. To herd cats. I'm allergic yeah. to cats. I don't like cats. <laughs> and the same, my wedding planner, she was just, even if you have to get a month of, day of, week of planter, 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 mm-hmm. I swear I talk for a living. It, you, you don't <laughs> want to be, okay, I can get bridezilla. I can, but I didn't want to, you know, so it's it's right. actually stuff like that with contracts. And there's another thing, too, about protecting yourself. And this might not matter mm-hmm. for most people, but it did for me. You have to look at who owns the rights to those photos there and after, because if you don't, yeah. they can use your name likeness. That's just a you know industry term. They can basically use all of your stuff and it doesn't matter the photo and make money off of it without you knowing. Some people don't care. But for me, like. Um, what if someday I make it big? I'm manifesting that. And then there's this horrible picture of me cursing out somebody, which didn't really happen, mm-hmm. but still. And then you get to use it. Long story short, yes, check your contracts. <laughs> yep. But after all of that snafu, there was the day. And I saw one photo of your husband now, <laughs> which it's even weird me saying that for you. It's like such an exciting, like, first couple of times you say husband before they're getting on your nerves and you're like my husband I'm kidding but I keep saying my who my who yeah my husband my who who, oh my who God, you talking the about? day of I was so obnoxious I was like husband husband where are you husband I was so oh my god I was gross but there was a photo you sent me of your husband and I always tell brides have a second photographer if you can afford it or get somebody in the audience to get a iPhone out Mm -hmm. of him looking at you walking down the aisle and he's like I don't want to tell a lot of you know just in case some people haven't seen it but this photo is just like oh my god like if if you want tissues in a photo like there it is (laughs) and I want to know for you of all of the moments what 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 was the one that either was the most moving or the one that you'll remember forever Oh, gosh. I know I'm tough. <laughs> oh, mm. 
That is really hard. Um, <laughs> I'm a horrible. Okay, what about well, the first one? That comes no, I was thinking, I guess there's, there's two that kind of, they kind of come in tandem. Okay. Um, so we, because one like followed the other one right, right after. Um, so we kind of did it a little differently um, for the wedding ceremony. So traditionally, when we did a, uh, we had a Catholic ceremony, a church ceremony. Okay. Um, and traditionally, the groom would stand facing the aisle as the bride walks in. Right. We actually did it more of England style, where in uh, in England, the groom actually faces the altar until the bride is partway down the aisle. Oh my God, and when the that. bride is partway down the aisle, the best man or groomsman that's standing next to him would tap him on the shoulder and he would turn. <gasps> that way you, you'd get like a more impact instead of, you know, oh, who's that bride way down there, down the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I um, love that. So I, I think the biggest moment for me probably was hearing the bridal march. I like really remember that. I was yes, starting to come down the aisle and hear that organ just play that beautiful tune. Um, and then like, you know, 30 seconds later, he turns around after he was tapped on the shoulder. That um, I agree with you there. Like some people were asking if I wanted a different song for the walk down the aisle or if I didn't want an organ. I was like, no, I need that. You know, like I need that because it obviously it reverberates into your soul when you're the bride and you hear that and you go oh god here it is it's happening i yes. totally feel you there oh, oh i'm tearing up thinking about it again right now well, I've had the pleasure <laughs> but of just like you guys. the moment that it feels like yes. it's real it's yes. really happening like i get just goosebumps <laughs> for you because like i said i have i've met you guys and i love that too because i haven't met and I don't think I've met any of my other Show Me the Rings yet, but he just, like, it's class with him. And I don't mean to say this in any other way than, like, just beautiful, but it's like he dotes on you, but it's not that gross, icky, yucky, too much gross on you, like, dotes on you. It's like he will just watch you and let you speak and, like, just look at you ever so gently. And I'm a weirdo that I pick up on this shit. But <laughs> I think it's just because I'm Aww. empathic and because I had heard so much about what he had done to make you happy. And I think you're a phenomenal woman. So it makes a, a lot of sense how that would be such a big moment for you and for him. Because that's really the culmination of like your like you're not culmination but like it's the start of your happily ever after if you will kind of no definitely he's i'm definitely lucky because he's he's the kind of guy that just he thinks about things in such a different way and notices the little details and isn't like showy or anything like that about it. He's a gentleman. He really is absolutely in the most truest sense of the word and he goes above and beyond but not in not in big glamorous ways it's in you know some people might think well wow he proposed on tower bridge but knowing the sentimentality behind all of that is really where it's coming from and knowing who you are as a woman like i've only known you for five seconds you know in terms of what your guys's relationship (laughs) feels a lot longer than that girl (laughs) the vibe that i always get from you and i'm always gushing over you because of this because you know you i i loved this like throughout the wedding process i was so proud because you would send me like little like ideas what do you think about this and we would chit chat about it and that's just that's right up my alley it always makes me happy when stuff like that happens hence why this whole you know bit came about but you have such like old world vintage class about you and he matches that and that charm and that just 
good to the soul. You can feel that from both of you. And I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing that you guys have matched up together because you can really see it complement each other because it's almost like I feel like you guys are like the two from the notebook. You know, he was a simple Aww. dude. He was very romantic. He was very <laughs> passionate, but, you know, chill. And then there was her, <laughs> the very glamorous one, the very <laughs> one, the very powerful one. But yet they complimented you guys are legit. Noah, what was her name? Shoot. Noah and... I just know Rachel McAdams plays her. I can't right, think I of the actual Rachel. name of well, her character. Well, we're Noah and Rachel then. Anywho, so be. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... We've talked about this on the side a little bit, and I talked about this a lot after my wedding. The whole phenomenon, if you want to call it that, of post-wedding depression. A lot of people thought I was being dramatic as hell when I said that. Because for me, it was supposed to be a year and a half leading up, and it was two and a half. We went through having a baby, buying a house like we talked about, COVID, not knowing if it was going to happen or not. You go through all of these months planning where that is your singular focus for most people, or at least it was for me. And then you go through all of these bumps in the road. You're like, oh, God, is this even going to go off without a hitch? And then it goes off beautifully. You're right off into the sunset. And then... Like, I was like, well, what now? What do I do with all this extra time? There's no planner to talk to. There's no final payment that has to go out. Wait a minute. I don't have, like, are you, you've only been married for what, a week and a half, two weeks? Um, Week and a couple days. (laughs) Newbie. No, I'm kidding. Because I've been married for so freaking long. But do, are, did you feel that? Are you feeling that yet? Like, I don't want to put, I'm not manifesting bad things. I'm just wondering if no. you can, like, relate. <laughs> no, well, it's, I wouldn't say it's not like a depression. Yeah. I, I'm just, it still doesn't feel like it happened oh. is more of what it is. Okay. I mean, the day was beautiful. Um, I actually, when we were, when it was the actual wedding day, it didn't feel like it went by super fast. Um, I actually had had our wedding planner pull us aside in increments of like seven minutes every so often just for us to have a minute together to sit, have an appetizer, have a drink, talk, because I, you know, I've heard so many brides say that like, oh, I never see my new husband because Mm -hmm. we're just being pulled right and left the whole night. And I didn't want that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm really happy we did that. The day was great, but I, you know, we were back home now. We did a little like mini moon. We're hoping we can do something bigger later. Um, but we just did a little trip to New York just because of the holidays and sure. stuff. And yeah. it just, I'm like, did it happen? Did it all happen? Is, is, is it real? <laughs> Cause I, I think I was expecting, I think it was mostly the, the trip that, I don't want to say disappointed. That's not the right word. I think I was just expecting to kind of feel that like over the moon elation. We're just married. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yes. And we both kind of said, this just feels like another trip. So, and I don't know if it's because we're so tired. We've uh, been, yes. it has just been go, go, go between the house and moving and then the wedding planning and then, and then we had to go to New York during probably one of the busiest times of the year. That's right. <laughs> and maybe we should have gotten in a cabin somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was right now, at least, knock on wood, that's the only thing that's been kind of like, huh. Well, here's <laughs> what I'll tell you about that. 
because we went on a mini moon too and i felt like you know we, we still we're gonna manifest in this we still want to go to greece we still want to do like the big honeymoon where you have like the whole wardrobe that you take with you and all that stuff but i think the coolest part about that is maybe it's because your body is saying this is my person that i'm comfortable with because there was some article that I saw years ago that stuck with me that was like, don't go for the person that gives you all the butterflies and the stomach flips because that's your body after a certain amount of time warning you, like not saying this is your person. Oh my God, it's so exciting. So I wonder if that's the same thing like after ah. wedding, because for me, I remember saying, everybody says, oh, it's not different if you've been together for a while or gone through other stuff. And I was like, yeah, right. But the biggest thing for me was the comfortability and the settling that I felt. And that sounds like, ew, to some people. But for somebody like me, I was like, that was the most comforting feeling ever. That I was like, oh, this is my person. Like, I have people throughout my life that I've been passionate, over the mood for, and had all these sparks, and then they hurt me, right? Not saying your husband's going to do yeah. that in any way, shape, or form. But I think that once all the hullabaloo is over... It's good mm -hmm. that there was calm, I think. You know? That, yeah, that really could be. And maybe. That that makes sense. And also just know, you're a crazy I, girl. <laughs> I, I know. Well, and then we had to go and wake up at, you know, 4 a.m. to catch the Macy's parade because we're crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I didn't life. sleep at all last week. <laughs> I think, though, like... I, okay, because I'm the granny of marriage. No regrets, right? though. I'm so happy we did it all. No regrets at all. <laughs> I think that just like um, I've only been married two two years and some change, so I'm no expert. But I think that I would say, don't worry. There's those moments of complete glitter in the air that still do come back. But mm -hmm. I really like the moments of calm, however tiny they are in my life. So. I think you guys are definitely going to have that big spark or whatever, but I think you probably were just tired because I think there there's a special kind of tired after that. I felt yeah. I was like a like an insufficient wife in a sense because I was like, aren't we supposed to just be making love every five minutes? I just wanted to sleep. Like, <laughs> I, was, I mean, there was that too, y'all. Yeah. Shut up. But <laughs> it's just, I wanted to just chill with my husband and I loved it. I didn't put makeup on the entire time. I just ate my face off. I think that... I think a lot of people go through that, but I think it's important to note though, because we as brides get so stuck sometimes on like that moment that we do or don't get that we expected, but that's mm -hmm. okay. It's normal. I feel like, but yeah, I think so too. I definitely, and I think I am definitely someone that I've always had expectations like okay. growing up. I, okay. I always just did that to myself and it, it's actually one of the things that I've worked on a very long time to just not have expectations Ooh, or teach me. I don't <laughs> even like to. Yeah. But like, and, and I hate to say like expect the worst, but not even expect the worst, but prepare for the worst. Yes. That way when the best happens, then you're, you're overjoyed with it. 100%. But it's so hard to do that with a wedding. Cause I, I was definitely that, you know, I've been planning it since I was five years old. See, <laughs> mm -hmm. I know that life. Yeah. We, when we got, when he proposed in September uh, last year, we came back from England and it was like, I don't know, it was maybe about a week in. And I said, so did you have any thoughts about it? And he was like, well, no. I said, okay, well, good. Here's my Pinterest board. <laughs> I love that. I mean, luckily, luckily he was right. He loved everything that I had already kind of had a vision for, but uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to do when you've 
you know, ever since you were little, you kind of had this vision of what you think oh, yeah. it's going to be. And like, I would always just encourage, I think, even though our day was beautiful and flawless and it was exactly what we wanted. And we're so blessed to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it might not have been. And no, for know. other people to yes. know that too, like not expect it and, and just be open to whatever comes. And if there's something little that happens, Hopefully no one will tell you about it. Just like right. if your dress is on fire, hopefully someone will just put it out. I am starting <laughs> and they'll a tell you about it. I'm starting a movement. I need to put that on a candle. Like for all new You brides. really do. I really do. I need to coin that one. It's just it's also like this this is so funny and I put I put everything into these little like quips or whatever about life every single time in the past that I tried to over plan an outfit, whether it be jingle ball or some big artist interview or whatever it was, I would hate it. By the time it was time and I would scrap it for something else because I was putting so much pressure on this vision and how it had to look. And then I would get all the parts together and be like, "Ugh, I don't want this. I feel like your wedding is like that, too. All of the things mm-hmm. that I was strangling, like the damn veil. I loved that veil, but it was so uncomfortable. It had to be so whisper thin. It had to be flowing. Oh, it was flowing. It got caught on every freaking thing imaginable. Everything. <laughs> By the time the, the wedding was like the actual ceremony was over, like take this off of my head. But then I remember thinking like, I thought I was going to be so obsessing walking down the aisle or primping or like worried about this, worried about that. All I wanted when I got to the church, I want Marshall. That's it. I just want Marshall. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to primp. I don't want pictures. I just want Marshall. And I was glad that I felt that way. You know, so a lot of times Mm -hmm. the things that you're anticipating or putting a lot of pressure on aren't the things you end up paying attention to the actual day of. So it's, it's, you're absolutely right. Like like put that expectation away just a little bit. Now I'm telling you though, Mm -hmm. If you ever need somebody to bop you over the head with a microphone because they're messing with your day, you can call your girl Riley because I will. <laughs> you know, like that's the thing. Somebody you said to me once, they're like, oh, what would you do if somebody like broke into your wedding or like crashed your wedding? I'm like, well, that would be funny because we had half of Montgomery County police on the altar with us. So please, <laughs> please try that. You know, but I, I'm so glad that it would make for a good story. Oh my God, would it have ever not that? The, you know what though? No, I don't want to be slapped in handcuffs by my husband's colleagues on the wedding day because it would have happened literally my shoe would have been flying bouquets flowers children no (laughs) I'm so glad though that it went perfectly for you and it was stunning like I could go in for hours and drool over the dress because it was the prettiest in the vintage coat was that real vintage or no the coat that you wore over it for those pictures I actually got that on Etsy. It was custom. The jacket was custom done. And I, you know, I got it because November, you never know. It could be nice and warm or it could be 20 degrees outside. Um, So I just was kind of trying to to keep the look. And I found that and they they were so great. They were a wonderful shop to work with. And the veil was custom done too. Um, I was very lucky to kind of have a, had a hand in all the pieces, which made it even more special. Yes, I love that. You know, as much as I told people, because you know I've had my story with my dress, that I, I, you know, I kind of pushed people away from going completely custom. But that's my experience because some people are not psychos like me and have to have every detail. But I do like the idea of customizing things, especially for your day, just because. I don't know. It makes it more yours because in the wedding industry and weddings as a whole can be like, you know, sheets of bologna after a while if you let them. So I love that it was like custom. And I love that I saw the picture of your bridesmaids holding it like a baby. 
so it didn't get wrinkled. <laughs> I know. I they think were so great. They were fantastic. I'm so lucky to have all those women. That they were. They were also, other than the wedding planner, they were the stars of the show, for sure. 100%. You are the sweetest human being. I can't wait till you have babies. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I did not turn into that friend. I will not be that friend. No, no, no. Okay. Girl, I just like just keep saying, I need like at least a year or two. Yeah, please please take that. I didn't do any of that. I did everything in the last second of my life. So I'll, I'll have my honeymoon when I'm 50 or something. I'm joking. Let me not manifest that. But... I'm really, really happy for you from the bottom of my heart. Like, you know that I mean that because I just think that you're an incredible human and I think you found an incredible human and I think you're going to make an incredible life together. I'm just, I don't want to say proud because that sounds like a stupid word, but from the things that I know of you that haven't been on air, I just think that you deserve this beautiful life that you've got. And I really just hope you grasp that and enjoy it for all it is. Oh, thank you so much. I know we always, we try, we've been thrown a few curveballs along the way, but I, I always try and laugh my way through it. And if I can't, you know, you sit with each other until the storm passes because that's, you know, that's all you can do sometimes. And sometimes you don't know what life it's going to throw at you, but we just try to put our best foot forward. That's all we can do. Um, I'm, I'm so, I just, we're so lucky that the day turned out just absolutely perfect. And I, I think the best part, um, which I, I wasn't expecting because, so many people, you know, you're wedding planning and you talk to all these brides and all these people and everyone says, you know, make sure the day is about you because yeah. it is. And you absolutely should. You yes. should totally focus on yourselves. And But it was so beautiful seeing our families come together and people dancing with people they had just met. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, that the sense of joy from that is so yes. I can't put it into words. Yes. And I, I wasn't expecting that. And it was. I've got this beautiful picture of my um, 89-year-old grandmother dancing with one of our really good friends who is a groomsman. And it's just the best photo. That is so, <laughs> it's yes. my favorite photo from the wedding. That is so on point because Marshall actually came up with this one, not me, and I was shocked. But he said that someone told him to come and he stopped me like right after we did the first dance and the party started going. And he's like, babe, just wait one, one second. And he's like, look across this room, like look around, you know, mm-hmm. oh. look at all these people that we brought together that would never, ever have been in the same room together ever. Right. And all the crazy Puerto Ricanias over here. And then you have all of these <laughs> other people in Marshall's family over here. It was, yes. And all these police officers, all these people from New York and all these different walks of life they get to meet maybe some of them even hook up because my bridesmaid did and (laughs) and just be like really joyous for that moment you know and that's the best part of it all so again when you have that if my dress is on fire put it out moment Mm -hmm. just think about that like if you have the choice about your wedding day to you know how I always say choose happy which irritates me sometimes when people say this but it's very true like don't let anything take from the fact that it's your special day I get it mm-hmm. if my if my dress actually caught on fire uh-huh probably would ruin my day but you know if yeah. your bridesmaids being a jerk if the food wasn't perfect if the flowers are wilting a little bit they're gonna die tomorrow get your money back and then mm-hmm. just have a good time <laughs> it's so true well um maybe when you have a vow renewal we can do this again <laughs> No. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, never say never. I swore that I would not do it. I said that I wasn't going to. I said I won't do that. Right after my wedding, I was like, I'm never doing this again. But I'm already like dreaming about like doing it at five years, which is very early. I know, but whatever. I'm bougie. So maybe if you have a vow renewal, we'll do this again. But 
until okay. then, I really love and appreciate <laughs> you for being on the podcast. You always such, you bring just such great good energy, and I hope I see you again soon. I hope this is not like see you later, back. I know. No, I'm definitely. I got to come to one of the pop ups or one of your manifestation events too. Yes. I definitely. This year was. This year was a bit of a whirlwind, but I'm 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 manifesting some peace and quiet for 2024. So, Same. Same. but um, definitely want to come to one of your events for sure. And this is such an I said such an honor for you to have me on. I I feel very privileged and very happy to to have gotten to know you a little better. I think you know I followed you on terrestrial radio, of course, and. You are always my favorite. You are always just such a genuine, wholehearted soul. And it's just so nice that we've been able to continue this further on. So uh, yes. I really appreciate it. It's my favorite <laughs> part of this new journey of mine. For real. You just said it better than ever I could because this is the thing that's propelling me into that future, motherfuckers. Sorry. I'm talking to some people that are not in this room right now. Well, I'll keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Another reason why I love you. Well, don't you worry, you guys. I am 100% going to post the rings on Really Riley Podcast and at Really Riley Podcast on Instagram because they're too damn pretty. Um, and there's a couple of beautiful shots that I'm going to post for you guys so you guys can get some ideas because I've heard so that brides get their ideas from some of the rings that I've posted of my friends now. So cool. I'm excited. I can't wait for you guys to see it. So um I really appreciate you, Rachel. And you guys, we got this army. If you want to sign up at reallyreillypodcast.com, please go do that. And I just want to say I love you longest and thanks for listening. It's really Riley.